Many Christians, part of a church body, have been sinned against by the church itself. As a result, many of those Christians who have been sinned against claim to still be Christians, but no longer attend or are members at a church. How should Christians respond to believers who have stepped away from church for a significant amount of time? Welcome to Talk Truth, a McGregor podcast where we dive into scripture, gain insight from community, and biblically answer life questions. Talk Truth will answer life questions submitted by our listeners every other week. If you have a question for Talk Truth, you can submit your questions on our website. I'm your host, Chloe Styling. Let's open the word, gather together, and talk some truth. I am here today with Omar Edwards and my husband, Cody Styling. Nice. Nice Hello. to see you guys. Hello. <laughs> um, so we are going to be talking about how Christians should respond to abuse in the church, specifically spiritual abuse. And I know that Omar, you have shared with both Cody and I, your experiences, and we've had our own conversations, um, just the two of us like about our heart for that. And I'm really excited um, for you to share your heart behind it and how you came to the place that you're in right now about it. So um, I think we should start off this episode by spending some time addressing what spiritual abuse is. Absolutely. But before I guess we get to that, um, I want to kind of, this is a tough topic. This is, this is a topic that folks deal with. So, um, and, and it, it, it's not easy to deal with that, if you've ever been involved in a in a situation, a scenario where you have been taken advantage of, particularly within the church, or even outside of the church, right? This is this this is a, a very sensitive, and a very serious topic. And so, um, everything we're 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 going to discuss today um, is from a heart of compassion, um, empathy, because you know we walk down some of that some of those roads, um, and. Um, so we want to share our experiences, but we also want to want to highlight what God says about these things and how we can overcome some of these difficulties and some of these these terrible things that have happened to to us and to people who have been abused within the church. Um, so with that, um, I guess uh, when we talk about spiritual abuse, uh, I guess um, it's a form of emotional and, and psychological abuse within the church, right? It's, and I guess that's, that's standard for abuse, but um, it's typically um, characterized by a systematic pattern of uh, coercive and controlling behavior in a religious or in a spiritual context, right? Um, and it can have a very damaging um, impact on those who experience it, particularly uh, within the church. So um, I guess that's the definition. It's, you know, uh, constant coercion, uh, constant taking advantage, I guess, of someone uh, based on a position of authority or based on a position of leadership um, and taking advantage of their trust. How does that take form in the church? Man, where do we begin with that? Um, I guess, I mean, 
first and foremost, I mean, the, the, there, there's this, you know, you have people, in a, in, in, you have someone in authority, right? You have someone who, who I wield authority over you and, and, and it's organic because I, whether I'm a pastor, whether I'm a leader, whether I'm a youth pastor, whatever it is, um, I guess it takes form first and foremost, I guess, in manipulation, right? You, you, you manipulate, that's the most common form. Manipulation, you exploit, um, you exploit others for your gain, uh, whether it be something egregious, um, like like child abuse or some kind of you know sexual type type deal, or whether it's you know smaller things, uh, just a, a pattern of control. And I think I think that's one manipulation. Um, enforced accountability is another where um, you kind of control what other people do. I'll, I'll, I can mm. give you an example of that. I mean, I'm sure, um, and Cody, you jump in whenever you like, but because uh, I, can, I can talk about this all day. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, when I was growing up, um, when, we had to, when we went on vacation, um, I, I, was in a, I was in a very, let me, let me, I guess, let me set up the stage here. I, I grew up in a, in a fundamentalist um, Spanish Pentecostal church. And um, we would... You know, there was a lot of control issues. I mean, it was almost, it was, it had, you know, I had this note I had that I had written. There was 15 characteristics of a cult that I had studied and researched. And, and my old church had 11 of them, 11 characteristics of a cult. And one of them was this, was everywhere we went, like if we went on vacation, if we wanted to visit another church, um, if we wanted to, whatever decision we had to make, we, we, we were, we were forced to make those decisions with the blessing and authority mm -hmm. of our pastor and our leadership. And if we didn't have, we couldn't do it. Um, you know, so we, we couldn't make decisions. Um, you know, we would be, I mean, you know, we, we were told that we, we were told that we couldn't do things because, you know, they were evil. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they used to, they used to love to quote Psalm 1, 1. Um, to me about, you know, you can't sit in the seat of mockers and that's why you can't go to movies. Uh, you know, that it, it, I mean, it was, it was I mean, I, like I said, I, I can go on, but, but it, so it's, so, you know, the censorship of decision-making, um, you know, this coercion to, to, to conform, you know, forcing you to dress this way, yeah. forcing you to live this way, forcing you to abstain from social gatherings, cutting off your um, social life from other people, um, controlling where and how you spent your money, um, I guess, um, elevating oneself. This was another thing about leadership. So they used prophecy, you know, quote unquote, you know, hearing the voice of God um, to manipulate people into doing what they wanted to do. Um, you know, I had shared with you guys earlier, that there's, there's in that church currently, right now, today, there is a woman whose daughter and family live in Houston. And she's been dying to go to Houston to live with her family and to get out of New York City. And the pastor of that church has told her that he has received word from God that, you know, if she goes, it's not going to go well for her. Um, and so she hasn't left because of the years of manipulation. She's, she's brainwashed and she's stuck. And I've had a conversation with her. She says, why, why are you still there? Go with your family. Your husband wants to go. Submit to your husband. That's 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 more important than 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 you know than this obedience, unbiblical obedience to a man controlling where you want to go because you're you're a hefty tithe giver and a, um, and so that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that's how it manifests itself. I mean, the, and those are those are some drastic 
those are some drastic scenarios. And, and again, I have a, we have a bunch of those, but they're not always that drastic. Yeah. <clears throat> but it sounds like it's, it's a lot of times that manifestation <clears throat> or the desire to manifest that power and authority from a position into the details and everyday aspects of someone's life. So like a lot of times you're going to hear that phrase, um, the, I'm the man of God, the MOG. And so because I'm the man of God, I'm God's man. He's the one who's called me to, to preach here or be your leader, blah, 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 whatever it is, whatever the context. And so you have to listen to me because I'm the one who has that connection right. to God. And whether that's through, it's because I'm the only one who can understand the word or I, I have the ability to prophesy over you or blah, 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 like whatever that is, that manifestation of, I have power and this is how it's being divested from God to me. And now it's going to be over you and your life. Um, and in these specific ways. Yeah. And, and it's not, you know, it's, it's not just these conservative, ultra conservative, you know, hyper legalistic places. This happens, this happens in every form of church. I mean, we, we, we've heard scandals at every level, right? We've yeah. heard, we've heard these things occur at every level. Um, in every denomination in every or deno non-denominational right. or interdenominational. Absolutely. It's, you know. it's sin. That's what it is. Yeah. You go, you go to major corporations that aren't even a church, you know, but leaders act like that. You know, when you, when you receive power, we're so power hungry and money hungry, you know, and when you finally receive that, it never becomes enough. And so you manipulate people to obtain that control that really is just God's and, and you're surpassing, like you're, you're attempting to surpass the authority that you have been given. If he even, that's the prop, that's the thing too. Right. It's like the people who are in charge of that church or leading it, or even if it is, a, let's say that they're not a church leader, um, is the person who's acting that way, do they really know and love God? You know, I'm not saying that they don't in every scenario, but um, we have to be careful in, in, in who we put in positions of leadership. You know, like there's specific requirements. Um, remind me, what are the positions of leadership? I mean, I'm sorry, the, the requirements of leadership in a church. Just off the top of your head, do you guys remember? Oh, well, blameless. I mean, yeah, blame, blameless is the, is the, you know, and that's kind of, and that's a that's a very high um, bar, but it, it, it's one that we should be looking at, and it means just just is this person this, is this person regularly involved in mm -hmm. issues in in, in in less than preferable moral situations, right? Yeah. If it, we, we should have none of those, or, or our leader should have very little of those, and not very not current either. Um, but there's, you know, you know, there's, there's a marriage issue, you know, there's mm -hmm. the faithfulness to the marriage, there's faithfulness to the home. I mean, it, it's first Timothy, right? Is, yeah. First Timothy three. Yeah. yeah. You, you can. Yeah. And it's just like you said, I mean, above approach, bl the blamelessness, uh, husband of one wife, there's the self-control, the self-discipline, um, sensible, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, but a gentle person, not quarrelsome, not greedy managing your household well, um, with dignity. And then you have a good reputation with outsiders in verse seven. And the issue is the, the problem is some of these, some of these characteristics, you don't, you don't see them as someone is rising, right? Um, mm -hmm. because the, the, the complexity here is that we, we like to think and in, in, in our culture, we like to, you know, we grew up with fairy tales, right? We, we grew up where the protagonist was pure and the antagonist was e was was evil, P 
protagonist was, was 100% pure and the, the, the antagonist, there was no good in him. Um, and that's not how life is. And that's not how, that's not how church life is, right? Um, none of us, um, none of us is, well, obviously from a spiritual perspective, we're, 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 we're terrible, right? We're not, there's no, no, no one who's good except Jesus. But even, even as believers, um, we, there are a lot of believers who do things and who they do things thinking they're doing something good. Uh, thinking they're doing something appropriate and they're misguided or sin has blinded them in a certain area. Um, you know, and so, and so it's a complex issue because some of, some of these folks who cause, and I guess that term church hurt, who, who have hurt people are not doing it with the express, um, with the express purpose of hurting people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, what's that phrase? Is the, the the road the road to hell is paved with good intentions, mm-hmm. um, and so folks, you know, a lot of it starts with bad doctrine. A lot of it starts with bad teaching. A lot of it starts with I've been I've been taught a certain way. It's a Christian culture. This is a lot of this is passed down from my prior leader and my prior leader before that, and it's a, it's a generational uh, 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 an inheritance of poor doctrine and poor teaching. And so this becomes part of a, a, a church culture and it and becomes, and so they don't even realize they're doing it. As a matter of fact, they think they're doing God's work and they're doing it. Some of them are doing it sincerely. Like they, they think it's the right thing to do, um, which, which is, which is where, where it gets, where it gets difficult because, you know, there are some folks who do this who are not saved, who, 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 who are false converts and have, have and, are, and are wolves in sheep's clothing. And are enemies of God, um, be, and 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 don't have Christ in their hearts. Um, and there are other folks who, uh, you know, like you know, there are other folks who who need to be corrected, who 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 don't know any better, and and they've grown in this pattern, and they don't realize the damage they do. Um, and both of those are equally difficult because both of those kind of examples are committed. Mm-hmm. One is committed because their heart, Christ is not there, and the other is committed because they honestly and earnestly believe that this is what Christ wants, and that's a problem. Um, and so, you know, that's that's kind of how it manifests itself. I think the most common form of spiritual abuse in the church, and I mean like the capital C church that lots of different denominations can relate to is um, legalism. And so how do you think that people who have been on, have have experienced that legalism being just like thrown on them, how does that make a person feel? Makes you feel weighed down. Like there's a, giant suit of armor that you have to put on and run a marathon in hmm. <laughs> and there's no way you can do it but the expectation is you do but but it, you know what though but it doesn't always feel that way yeah like it it it, it does it does it, it feels that like eventually when mm-hmm. when eventually when the weight settles on your shoulders it's like oh my goodness I, you know this is terrible but while you're in it um it, there's a because there's a there's a again because of the the manipulation in the process while while you're being indoctrinated and while you're being taught you hit certain goals 
I, I, you know, we have weekend prayer. So we prayed X amount of hours this weekend. You know, we shut in. Oh, yeah. And you, you, oh, you did good. I'm going to elevate you. Now you're the evangelist of the church or you're, you're this. And so now, you know, it, it's a lack of understanding of the gospel. It's a lack of understanding of, of, of the grace that moves all this, right? That, that has brought us all here. And so, um, I mean, I, you know, I was I was a young minister in the, in 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 this scenario, and I was pumped because I was hitting I was hitting the markers, right? I was hitting yeah. I was I was hitting the, I, I, you know I, I was at this level I was at this level I was at this level, and then you start you know, then you start to learn how to you yourself be a um, manipulator. Um, you yourself start to you know, preach and teach and you read the crowd and you read who's crying at a particular comment. And you, so <laughs> it, it's not always that. Yeah. And so you feel good about it. And, and so you, you know, you, you, um, and it brings back the images of like, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the witch hunts and the pitchforks and the, you know, that was what the church was associated, you know, in, in certain, like in certain stories, right. In certain contexts. And so you look at that. And so it's not always a burden until it becomes one. Um, you know, and, and, and you and you teach, you groom people to become manipulators. Yeah. But I guess that's where the, the key is, I, I would say, is your, <clears throat> whether or not it becomes a weight or it becomes a tool for you to obtain and maintain power, you're, it's the constant checkbox, though. Right. right? And so I, I have to hit every single one of these boxes and check every single one of these off today or else I'm not going to be as good of a Christian as I should be. And that can be, that can be a heavy weight or that can be, man, I can't believe I just read the whole, I can't believe I read Leviticus this morning for my devotions. And that was just my morning devotions. I haven't done my afternoon and my evening ones yet, right. you know, but like that's, that's the mindset of like, I'm getting through, I'm either struggling through to do these check boxes or I'm powering through these check boxes and it makes me feel good that I, I'm contributing something here. Like I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do because I checked every single one of these little boxes off and so I'm a really good person now and mm -hmm. it empowers me. Yeah. Because the flesh like feeds off of feeling like we are in control. Oh, absolutely. You know, even Paul, um, when he writes to the church of Galatia, uh, they were slipping into, they were saying basically gospel plus works. And I love what he says in verses six through 10. I'm amazed that you are so quickly turning away from him who have called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another gospel, but there are some who are troubling you and want to change the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel other than the one that we have already preached to you, a curse be on him. And he means it so much that he says it again. As we said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches to you a gospel contrary to the one that we you have received, a curse be on him. And I just think that's that that just sums it up. Like it's it's only the gospel. And and yes, you should be reading your Bible and yes, you should be praying, you know, and it's good for the church to encourage that. But when it makes it like, oh, you're better than everybody else, or like, oh, you you really have like reached this like next level if you check off that box, you know, that's where when you fail, then you start to feel like that armor mm. on you. Mm -hmm. I think this would be a good time to um, jump into your personal experiences um, with it. Do you mind sharing about that? Oh, not at all. Um, well, I grew up, like I said, in, in a very restrict uh, religious environment. And, um, you know, I grew up 
with all these limitations and and I grew up because that's what that's what Jesus wanted right that's what that's what that's what the Bible said <laughs> so I right that, or that's what I was taught right so and and you know um, you, you, you get folks teaching and they, you know they'll pull one verse out of out of out of an entire context to bring their point across um, you know there's a there's a their consistent insistence on holiness be holy 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 be separate 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 um grooming folks to understand wait a minute i have to be holy that church in the corner they're not holy that 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 church across the street they're not holy that down the road they're not separate like we are right and so you grew up with that um you know we also grew up with it with a because this goes hand in hand many times i grew up with it we grew up on the dependency on the supernatural quote unquote mm -hmm. and so um you know, a lot of prophesying, a lot of tongue speaking, a lot of cr craziness that, that, you know, looking back, you're almost like, how, how, did I, how did I miss, you know, two entire chapters in Corinthians that explain that this is wrong, right? That, that this shouldn't be, how, because that's not taught, right? They, they talk about, they start talking about the gift of tongues or the gift, you know, the, the prophecy, but they'll, they'll address two verses and skip the seven next verses that details the things they don't do correctly, um, that they do that is against the, against the express written word of God. Um, and so I, I grew up in that, I, I grew up in that experience. I grew up seeing I grew up my I grew up seeing my sister called out publicly in front of a church because of what she wore in the front pulled up to the front. Um, people from from a pulpit from a microphone being um, called out, uh, their lives being exposed, their sins quote unquote um, being highlighted and told to the general church because they did something and they were in disagreement, completely avoiding what the Bible says and how to how to address those things. Um, so I grew up where playing baseball was a sin. Um, I grew up in in a congregation where, you know, going to the movies was you know was a sin. We were told that if you you know we 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 heard testimonies where, oh, you can't go. The last person that went, this so and so went, and when she walked in, she became demon possessed and and she was lost forever. I mean, um, you know. Controlling where you went to school, you, you couldn't go stu study at this college, or couldn't go study at this college, and you couldn't go fellowship with these people in this church because they they were not as holy and separate as you. Um, and so, while in my church, our church, we, we, you know, I can say this about about the leader he 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 didn't use he didn't use his manipulation to for sexual gain. Which, which is which is a good thing. He was very he was very careful in in, in that regard, but he used it for so many other things. Um, just 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 so just just so many times, um, and and he would he would he would say half truths. He would appeal to his authority. He would appeal to the authority of the Holy Spirit. He would you know when bringing things up and trying to address trying to trying to kind of control your behavior. He would appeal to someone who wrote a letter that was never found, someone who, who called him and told him something that he'd ever presented, um, that he could never validate or prove. Um, you know, and I remember when I started to break away was one day we were, you know, he, we were at a, at a church gathering and, and, and again, this was like typical Sunday stuff, right? Sunday service, you, you were up there and he turns around and he was, you know, saying that this person was 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 not of God and was not welcome in that church, and because of things that that person had said. And then he looks over to me and he goes, "Right, Omar, you were there." Wow. 
and I'm 15. And I'm looking at him, and there's silence now come over the church, right? Or 15, 16. That's, that was a day because I said, I don't remember that. And he repeated, you were there. Again, microphone, 200 people in the church. You were there. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a rebel at heart. Like, I, I don't, I'm not, you know, one thing is I'm pretty straight, I'm pretty straightforward and pretty direct. I've always been blunt. You know, whether to my, whether as a blessing or curse, I've always been very direct, right? That, that New York Bronx in me. And so I told, again, I was like, I, I, I don't remember that I wasn't there. And that was the beginning, you know, of a very difficult, um, very difficult next 10 years because I too was, I too was brainwashed. It took me, it took me over 10 years, you know, and, 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 and by, and his, his approach to keeping me was like, I got elevated to, you know, I got sent to missions, you know, and, and inadvertently God using him to teach me all these things. I got sent to missions. I got, you know, I got to teach, I got to preach, keeping me happy in that regard, keeping me kind of entertained. You know, I, I, again, I became that evangelist of, of the council. I would be sent as an itinerant preacher, keeping me close um, and controlling that. So I was happy. So I, I would not go against him. And I would not speak against him. Um, and so, you know, eventually, as I started studying the Word of God more closely, I started to see all these things. And I started to question, this is what... What am I, where, where am I? What am I doing? And, um, you know, at, at that point, I, I was already pastoring a church, again, within that same organization. Um, and about knowing that I was, I, was, I was leading a congregation and co-opting some of these teachings and co-opting some of these mechanisms that were being used to control a congregation, I'll never forget, it was, it was, it was my first Sunday after New Year's. Um, in my third year pastoring, where I stood before the church and I said, we're not going to do this anymore. Because um, this is what the Bible teaches. We're not going to do this anymore. And that brought war. I mean, um, they attacked my family uh, verbally. Um, you know, they, 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 they pulled out things that I had done 10 years ago, 11 years prior, 12 years prior. Things I had confessed to my pastor in confidence, right? Things you, you go to your your leader, you know, conf you confessing your sin and, and 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 seeking guidance in prayer, and expose them as if they were current, um, you know, to make me look like you know there there is a sinner in our midst. There's a there's a you know there's a, a fornicator, a smoker, a drinker in our midst. Something that I, that, that that hadn't been an issue for years and years and years, um, you know. Uh, Seeing all that, seeing my sister not wanting to return, um, you know, seeing seeing the abuse, that 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 the, the manipulation that was, you know, we were beat down, beat down to the point where I remember my sister, she would she, she would be publicly humiliated in the church, until my father stepped in, who wasn't a who wasn't a uh, who wasn't a, a a a member or a you know he, he wasn't a frequent visitor to the church, but he got in, he got involved, he stopped with my, my sister, and, and that was about a month and a half before her, her 16th birthday. And the following week, he had asked her, because you know, we were planning a sweet 16 or whatever, he asked her what she wanted for her birthday, and the one thing she wanted, she didn't want any gifts, she, didn't want, she said, I never want to step into that church again. Hmm. And it's, you know, I mean, my sister's in her 50s, and that's, that's you know, 30 some odd years, 40 years have passed. And it's still a struggle to get her to go come into a place on Sunday to worship. Um, 
you know, you, lives are destroyed. Lives are destroyed. And so not everyone, not everyone under, sees the word and understands it and is able to turn around and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place my faith in Christ. The Christ in my in, that this Bible tells me about the grace that the Bible tells me about the love the Bible tells me about that I didn't learn that I didn't learn how to deal with others I didn't learn how to be a be a a healer to be a a comforter to be a a a brother in need that I, these one another's that I didn't learn about not everybody is blessed and not everybody has the blessing. Um, to be able to recognize that, and 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 I have I've had the privilege to be able to say, Lord, thank you for showing me in the Word how this is, and teaching me how not to be that guy, how not to be the person who I was en route to being. Um, not everybody has that blessing and the opportunity to come out of that. There are many lives that are destroyed in the wake of 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 folks who are abusers and and, and folks who are manipulators. Um, you know, and so, like I said, some folks are Christian and they believe it earnestly. Other folks just are unsaved and don't show any other fruit that the Bible says. And, and I think that's the issue there. Um, but I praise God for what he's done here in me. So I can go on and I can, thank you know, you it's just a, but yeah, is, thank you. That is heavy. And I praise God that he has healed you. And not only are you aware of truth but you're actively sharing it and you're raising your family to love to go to church and to know and love god in a in, a, in, in the true way in the true truth that he is yeah, the love christ and love others mm -hmm. yeah not just the love christ right because that, that weird message is to love christ and love others and i i'm just thankful to god that you know i'm here where i am today mm. not, sorry no go ahead no, not just not just not just you know, not not just positionally or, or time, but but also here at, at McGregor, it's it's just been a great blessing. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm gonna plug the church, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that Christians who have been saved by God have the capacity to allow this to happen? Cody, do you want to start off? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I guess first first obvious answer is going to be sin, right? Like that's that is the primary reason that anything uh, like this would happen is just because of our sin. And it's, there are a variety of reasons and why that's manifested, but it's part of it is just we're sinners. I think one thing that stuck out to me is it's a lack of um, accountability in different ways. And so I think that can be manifested in different ways because sometimes leadership, you know, that's your pastor, deacon, or maybe it's different different roles of leaders within the church. They don't want accountability because they want power for themselves. They want people to make decisions that they want to make without having any concern for someone that would challenge that. But I think part of it is too, it's, it goes back to the lack of everyday Christians and church members not understanding how the church functions and what it looks like. And so um, in the Bible, we see, I believe it's Ephesians 4. Let me there. Ephesians 4, and uh, here it is. In 
verse 11, it says, and he gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of fullness in Christ. So we may no longer be tossed like children to and fro by the waves and carried around by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes but rather speaking the truth and love we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. Um, and it goes on to talk about the body of Christ. So the reality is that the pastor and like church leaders are not, they're not here to dictate how we should live our lives every day. They're not here to um, do ministry for us. They're not the ones who are primarily like responsible for evangelizing and bringing Christians in or any of these things. Like Paul makes it very clear, like the pastor is here to equip every single everyday believers to do the work of the ministry and the ministry is not the responsibility of the pastor. It's the responsibility of the church. And so mm. if we as believers are members of the church, it's our responsibility to do that work of the ministry. And so the problem is it's, we have this misconception of our pastor is this great, um, this great big mysterious figure that we, you know, maybe we shouldn't approach or we can't approach without their blessing. Or on the other hand, maybe we're just, we have a very like opinion of the pastor that says, okay, well they handle everything and I just do what they say. I just listen to my pastor. I just submit to the pastor and that's it. And in reality, while we do submit to our leaders and those that God has ordained, but he's ordained them for the purpose of equipping us to do ministry. And so we misunderstand the purpose of leadership in the church and we misunderstand our role within the church of like how we should be living out the gospel every day and what that looks like and that the pastors are there to help us along with that and make that happen every day in our lives, like help us to get to that point. But so you have a misunderstanding of what the church does. And so that leads to, okay, we put so much pressure sometimes on our pastors to be perfect or be perfect people that the, they are maybe, maybe they have a concern for sharing things that they feel like they can't share or have accountability because the moment that someone hears that they did X, Y, Z wrong, all of a sudden the church is upset with them or all of a sudden there's, there's no more room for them to be in ministry. And so there we create sometimes this sort of false false reality that a pastor has to be perfect. And so that creates the need for, if a pastor has to be perfect or else he can't be a pastor, then why on earth would a leader wanna have accountability when they know they're gonna fail just like everybody else? And so um, it just comes back to these wrong understandings of what is the church, what do church members do? What do leadership like pastors, elders, deacons do in the church? And then what's the, what's the purpose of accountability? And it's not to just someone messes up and you take them out, but it's accountabilities to help see, okay, you fell and now you need to be, you made a mistake or you sinned and you need to be restored and forgiven. And, um, but that's not the way that we see it because we have from the beginning, just a flawed understanding of the church. We have a flawed understanding of accountability and, and so on. It's a disgusting distortion of submission. Submit to your elders, right? We, we, Biblical submission is is submitting to word, to the instruction, you know, the exhortation of that, of of, of being equipped, of, of learning, you know, of 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 the being shepherded, right? Isaiah has I don't I don't remember the chapter, um, but um, you know, he tenderly shepherds the sheep. And one there's one image where he, where he carries the sheep. Um, that's not what's happening, and so it's it's a it's a disgusting distortion. Now I, I say that choosing that word i've been thinking about it and it is it's a terrible distortion of the s submission 
voluntary submission relationship that that exists between an, an elder or a leader and someone who is under their care, um, not control. Hmm. Um, yeah. I think that... Um, Oh, and there's one more. Sorry. No, go ahead. Maybe there, there's the other. No, yeah. The other thing is, um, some of the things that happen, right? Is is, is what, how is this allowed? And some folks do it to you know to protect their integrity, quote unquote. You know, my my name, my the church's name. You know, problem is when you do stuff like this, um, and you don't nip it in the bud, um, it becomes a bigger problem later. Mm-hmm. You know, and particularly with. You know, in particular, like there are certain things that shouldn't shouldn't ever be swept under the rug ever. Um, you know, when we get to the more egregious. I guess they're all egregious, but you know what I'm saying. The stuff we would, the stuff that that you know, the unspeakables, right? Um, you know, sexual manipulation, right? Sexual abuse within the church, the children, that sort of thing. When we get to that, there should be no discussion about how we're going to handle this quietly. This is if this is happening, then you know the. the, the these are crimes. These are things that should be addressed and then dealt with quickly and publicly. Um, but, you know, church boards don't want to do that, right? You, you, we don't want to do that. That's going to bring, you know, that's going to bring shame to our church name. Um, guess what? If you're antagonistic to the church, if, if I'm an enemy of the church, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about you anyway. Yeah. Um, you're going to be in the news regardless. If you're not in the news now, you're going to be in the news four years later for covering it up. And we see it. It's 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 our current reality. I mean, there was some you know there was an article in, in the Houston Chronicle a, few, a couple years ago that that exposed this type of hiding of of things like this on a massive scale, right? Hundreds of examples of you know of churches across the board. We, we, we've seen this in recent news, right? There, there, there's, so these are things that have to be addressed. Um, and these are things that if if you're going to talk about me, then talk about then talk about our church, right? And so I'm a, I'm a member of McGregor. If they're going to talk about McGregor, then let them talk about McGregor dealing with sin. Then let them talk about McGregor finding the problem, finding an issue, and correcting it and addressing it biblically, as opposed to them talking about McGregor in two years, hiding what was happening, hiding what occurred. Yeah. You know, you know, because that's that's real accountability. You know, addressing something, um, you know, dealing with it and not hiding it um, for the sake of our reputation. Um, our reputation, you know, you, you know, the Bible tells us to, to, to live a peaceful life with all men, as, you know, if possible, right, as much as possible. Um, but in a situation like that, we're going to garner the ire of society. We're going to garner the ire of, you know, the culture. We're going to garner the ire of the people who are outside, regardless what we do. Mm-hmm. So let's do what the Bible says to do. And then we don't have to worry about what people say. God, God will bless us, and God will, God will see us through if we do it appropriately. Um, so, you know, so we have to learn as, as churches, as leaders, as, as, as Christians, whether we're here at McGregor, where, they go, where we go on further to, you know, to our next phase, whether or not be here, um, we have to learn that, hey, I'm going to do what the Bible says. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm less concerned with the reputation of our church now if that reputation involves doing something right and correcting it and addressing it, as opposed to the reputation of our church for hiding this type of thing because it's a, it, that's a whole different conversation and 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 that's 
That's and that's the problem. That's what the, that's that's what happens. That's why we get accused of allowing these things to happen because we were trying to protect before, and 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 now we get caught. It's like with the kids, with my kids, right? Um, you know, you tell them up front, you know, what happened, and they lie to you up front, and then afterwards it's worse, <laughs> right? So they they they, they didn't want to lose a day of video games, but now they now they lost three weeks of whatever it was because now you discovered it was worse. It's it's that kind of thing. Because our natural impulse is to defend myself now, um, instead of doing the right thing and being being um, transparent and having integrity and saying this this was wrong, as a as a church body as a one, we're going to address this and correct this. Yeah, and along with that, just the reality that we don't we don't need to protect the name of the church in the sense that like. God, Christ Himself has has bought the church, and we are His His body. And at no point does He need us to defend Him. I mean, that's and that's the the beauty and the reality. Like, there's a, there's a two sides of that coin, right? Like, we're called to live holy lives. Like, it's, we can't just live however we want because we're reflecting poorly on Christ. But at the same time, like when we've messed up, we don't need to to hide it, like you're saying, because we're not. I'm not the one who's defending the name of Christ. Like, like you said, like we're not, Christ is going to defend his own name. He's going to defend his own honor in his own way. And we see that throughout the old Testament. Like even when the people of God, um, fail and mess up and they live in sin and they face God's wrath, um, the people around them may make, they may mock God and they may mock the God that they serve, the God of Israel. But at the same time, God still makes his name known to those nations when those nations or the nations that God used as instruments of punishment to Israel when he goes back and brings upon them their own justice and punishment for their own sin. And so God's name is defended and known and, and glorified regardless of what we do. And so we don't we shouldn't hide things in order to think like you said, like, oh, I'm just protecting the name of the church and protecting the name of Christ if we don't let this out. When in reality, Jesus does not need us to defend that. Jesus does not need us to defend his name. He has defended it and he will be glorified no matter what. And so it's really a matter of, like you said, just confessing it. And if the world is going to see our sin and we're going to see, they're going to see us mess up. They're also going to see us work through the process of reconciliation, of accountability, of forgiveness. Um, and so we don't, we can't hide things. So we, there's nothing for us to hide and everything's known before God. It's all manifested before his eyes anyways. And that's what he died for too, is for us to live in in relationship with him. And so um, not that your salvation is lost by any means when you fall into sin, but it definitely does create a barrier in your prayer life and in, in your knowledge of him and your, and your love for him and your love for others when you're constantly covering up sin. And so, if he died for us to be in communion with him, then why would we um, compromise that communion just for the sake of other people watching us? You know, mm -hmm. I know it's easier said than done when you're living in it, right? But that's exactly what he died for. He died for us to know him, and if we're putting a barrier up so that we can be like Adam and Eve and hide in the garden in our sin, then we're just reverting back to our old ways. Yeah. Um, I think that this conversation, we have a lot more to say about how to deal with this. So we're going to go into, we're going to take a pause and we want to invite our listeners back to join us next week, or actually it'll be two weeks from now. And um, we'll, we'll be continuing the conversation about 
forgiveness and healing and um, the gospel, really, because that's what it comes down to. But Omar, I'm just going to ask you to pray because this is a very heavy conversation. And um, I'm sure that, well, I hope that somebody out there who has experienced this um, can take something away from it. And I just want you to please pray for whoever that is that's listening. Lord, we thank you because you are a good God. Thank you because you are not like us. You are not flawed. You are not broken. Lord, there is no sin in you. And we, we, we thank you because we, we, we have a perfect, holy, loving God who we can come to. We can come confess to. We can come cry to. We can come seek comfort in. Lord, and so we, we thank you for what you did on the cross of Calvary. We thank you for just saving us and putting up with our brokenness. And in that brokenness, Lord, and in that imperfection that we as believers live with on a daily basis, Lord, we, we, we sometimes hurt others. So folks are hurt by this brokenness. Folks are hurt by this sinfulness, Lord. And, and so we just, we appeal to you today. We, 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 we present those who have been hurt and are hurting. Those who can't seem to find their way back, can't seem to find the strength to step into a church building because of something someone did to them because their trust was violated, Lord, because their innocence, Lord, was taken. We, we ask you, Lord, we, 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 we ask you to, to bring healing to those hearts and minds. We ask your spirit, Lord, we ask you to, 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 your spirit to comfort them, to find them, Lord, where they are, Lord, and, and, and minister to them because, Lord, there are, there are levels of pain in this that only you can heal. And we, and we believe you are able. You are the great healer, not just physical, but mental and emotional. So we ask that you bring healing and comfort, Lord. That we ask that you bring vision and understanding to those in authority, to those of us who hold a title or a position, to those of us, Lord, whom you have placed people in our care at whatever level, whether it be a pastor, whether, Lord, whether, whether it be a life group leader, Lord, whether it be a teacher, that you bring us the understanding and wisdom, Lord, to, 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 to know how to minister to and to deal with and to um, guide others, Lord, those who you have put in our care. That you open our eyes to the possibility, Lord, of, 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 of us instead of using our leadership and using our influence, Lord, to, to equip them, to strengthen them, to better them, Lord, that, that, that we be careful not to use our influence to manipulate for our gain, Lord, for our purposes, for our satisfaction. Lord, and that you, you keep us honest and that the Holy Spirit, Lord, may, 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 may yell to us in any moment where we do these things, Lord, or we may want to do these things and, and may yell to us, Lord, through your word and may, Lord, bring us, Lord, to a place of understanding in scripture where, 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 where we see that we're not doing the right thing. Lord, and if there be a situation that we may be honest 
and upfront, Lord, and be, Lord, accountable enough, Lord, to be able to ask for forgiveness, Lord, and to be able to address these things and correct these things. Because your name, Lord, needs to be glorified, not ours. It is your gospel and your kingdom, Lord, that we work and we toil in, not our own. And so, Lord, you are the God who knows all things and are able to do all things. And so we ask, Lord, that, that you do that, that you heal, that you comfort, that you lift up, that you take the broken pieces and make something beautiful out of it, Lord, because we know that you can. We ask that you encourage those, Lord, and those who may be listening to know that there is a response, there is an answer, Lord, and that there is no need to stay away. You call us unto your presence. You call us, Lord, to fellowship. You call us as a church. And so we thank you, Lord, because um, we know that you're able and we know that, that, that you're powerful enough to do this. And, and we believe this in faith and we pray this in faith, knowing um, that, that you're mighty enough and that you're doing these things, Lord, in the hearts and minds of those who are listening. So we thank you. Praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. To our listeners, thank you for spending your time with us. If you haven't yet connected with us online, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And be sure to check out our other McGregor podcast channels. Just head over to talktruthpodcast.com for all the details. We'd love to hear from you. Write us a review however you are listening to this. Thank you for listening and remember to talk truth.